Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, hello and welcome back to Ayers in New York City. We are <laughs> We're so not on the road. <laughs> we are having a great time. It's the we're Ayers in the subway. Time. Yeah, no, we're not in the subway. We're no. in a nice hotel. No, um, but I mean, generally speaking, instead of ours on the road, we're Ayers in the subway. <laughs> Actually, we've had a great a few days. Some kids have joined us, come and gone, and uh, Richard's brother. Um, Chris and his wife Hetty came for a few days. We've had a great time. So, well, the great, you're the, not the, here. we wish you were here. You usually are the one that comments on the weather, honey. And I'm telling you, you, you know, we come to this tennis tournament fairly often and we're in New York fairly often in August. And it is usually sweltering hot and humid and uncomfortable. And we have had the most gorgeous week. I wish, I wish this was a video because. There's not a cloud in the sky. It's the humidity's low. It's about 72 degrees. It's perfect it's tennis lovely. weather. I've been going through Central Park this morning. Oh, it's just glorious. So anyway, now that you can eat your heart out that you're not here and we are, but um we're going home tomorrow and we're we're glad it's always the two best things about travel and we've done way too much of it over the last few years, but kind of exciting when you go and it's really nice to come home right <laughs> absolutely so we hope that you are doing well wherever you are thank you for joining us um whether and we never know where when people are coming in or out and we could be day or night could be here and far or where you could be in your car you could be in your house you could be out on a walk Who that's knows? the joys of radio yeah. but anyway we do want to say that we are so happy to be talking today to you uh, from this, I don't know what gorgeous city. We love this city. Well, if people know New York, we're at Columbus Circle. And um, we have a little grandson <laughs> named Dean who's lived in New York City most of his life. And he's uh, eight now. And Dean loves two things. He, well, he loves a lot of things. He loves basketball and he loves baseball. But he really loves the subways. And before his parents moved to Utah from New York, Dean wanted to go on all the subways. So one day his mom, Julie, took Dean on all the subways, every single subway, one <laughs> through seven, and all A, B, C, D, E, all the, the shuttle. Every He rode on every subway in the city in one day. And if there's anything he loves more than subways, it's buildings. Skyscrapers. He knows the exact number of feet, each of the at least five or six or eight. Where they rank in the world. Where they rank in in New York. He loves that. For an eight-year-old, that's pretty cool. But anyway. So we happen to be able to see three brand new, really tall skyscrapers. I sent a picture of the three of them to Dean and Dean texted right back through his dad's text and told told us that was number one, number three, and number five in terms of the top five highest skyscrapers in New York. And he told us the exact footage on each of the three. Exactly. <laughs> so there you go. Here we are looking out at those three buildings, talking to you. And Linda, can I start off by asking you a question? 
we you have no preparation for this. You don't know what I'm going to ask you, right? Right. And it's going to lead into our subject today, which we are very, very excited about. Here's the question. What is a movement? How would you define a movement, a real movement, a grassroots movement, a popular movement? What is that? I guess it's a lot of people going the same direction together. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's probably the best definition ever given for a movement. Well, we've been in a lot of movements actually going into the U.S. Open. <laughs> oh, no, no, not that guy. <laughs> a lot of movement. But um, but it is, you know, something that we need to think about. It's something that we are part of, whether we b- believe it or not, or whether we know it or not, or whether we thought about it or not. Are we in the movement for this and the movement for that? Think about your movements um, that are in your life right now. I think everybody's involved in some kind of movement, whether it's Maybe you're in political. a polit- political movement. Maybe you're in a religious movement. But we we are detecting in our travels and our what we do in writing and speaking and so on, we are really detecting a movement in this country. And it's a movement toward... Proactive grandparenting and three-generation families, we really feel that it's accelerating over the last few years. If you go back 20 years and you say family in America, people are just thinking of a nuclear family, the, the parents and the kids. And the grandparents are done. They're off. They're in Sun City. They're playing golf or they're retired or they're just resting or whatever. But boy, oh boy, lately do we see more and more really active grandparents. I mean, a lot of grandparents are raising the kids for various reasons, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about grandparents who are really involved with their grandchildren and who are really a team with their children, the parents. And we're talking about three generations where the grandparents and the parents coordinate and talk and communicate about what is best for those grandkids. And, and, and the movement's best when the parents are clearly in charge, but the grandparents are backing them up, supporting them, trying to help where they can, meeting with the parents, sometimes living with the parents, although that's not, I wouldn't call that a movement yet in America. Most of the world, three generations yes, live in live one in house. But here in America, we don't, we, that, that's not part of the movement. It's, it's grandparents who usually, sometimes it is, but usually they live, separately but they're even if they live far away they're involved with those grandkids through zoom or through marco polo or texting and they're communicating with the parents and that is the best movement you can imagine for the welfare of children well if you think about it think about your grandparents wherever you are whatever whatever age you are uh when we think about our grandparents and we're old we have to admit that um <laughs> we're as old as dirt <laughs> <laughs> well i wouldn't say that but actually when i think of my grandparents i just didn't know them very well two of my grandparents passed away before i was born which was uh one in the spanish flu and another with some kind of disease that was prevalent at that time and it really is interesting to think about the relationship how relationships have changed between parents yes and grandparents. yes so I have very few memories with my grandparents because they were old when I was born. My parents married a generation later. Well, but also, you're right in that, you know, 
there are so many, statistically speaking, so many more kids have all four of their grandparents for a long time, oftentimes until they're married themselves. Their four grandparents, part of that is we're living longer. Part of it's we're more involved with, with family as, a, again, this movement. And so, um, I mean, if you're a young person, if you're a child in today's world, think how much you benefit from having not only a parent, one or two parents who are taking care of you and guiding you and so on, but also one or two or three or four grandparents who are interested in you, helping you, listening to you. They're your biggest cheerleaders. They're the ones who don't have to discipline you or judge you. So there's this wonderful connection between generation one and generation three. And, you know, if you're a young child growing up today and you had one wish, you, you couldn't, you couldn't think of a better wish than that. I have both parents and grandparents who care about me and who are interested in me. And that make a difference in the lives of these children. I think uh, in the past, a lot of people think about their when they think about their grandparents and think about leaving them stuff, you know, when they leave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what am I going to get from my grandparents? You know, what stuff well, do I, I want? Used to think that, stuff? But well, I think, yeah. And I think in our generation, more people were thinking that now it's, are you leaving a legacy? What legacy are you living, leaving with your children? They want you. They want part of you. They want to know you they and want they want you to know, know them. them. It's just, it's a, it's a one, I get excited about this, Linda. It, 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 this is just something that's happening. There are more active, proactive, supportive, nurturing grandparents. Now, it's fraught with potential problems. If you're too proactive and you don't communicate with your kids, and you're a grandparent, you're stepping on your kid's toes, you're, you're, you're giving them more advice than they want. You're you're doing things with their children they may not approve of or know about. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a coordinated effort where parents and grandparents work together. And it works best when there's regular meetings between the parents and the grandparents. Go to dinner once a month if you live close enough. Have a Zoom call once a month. Find out about those kids if you're the grandparent or if you're the parent, tell your parents about those kids, details. What are they struggling with? What are their gifts? What are they doing well on? Brainstorm. Talk about it. How can we help this child meet his potential? Is he happy? Where does he need help? What can we do? I mean, what a support group in your own family. Uh, I remember having a discussion with a couple, a middle-aged couple who had teenagers in Denver one time after an event we'd done. And I, these parents said, we are dying to have our parents influence. We're struggling with our teenagers. I think they could help us, but they're just not interested. They don't know. um, They don't know them very well and so on. And how can we get them interested? And I, I do think that they're more needed. Sometimes you think, ah, oh, you know, they, they're they're doing fine. They 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 don't need me, but they do need. Oh boy, do they ever! And have you seen the look on a on a child's face who when the the grandpa and the or the grandma comes and they just know that 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 grandparent is just loves them unconditionally and doesn't have any corrections for them or any 
instructions for him, just wants to be with them and support them and praises them and tells and them how them great they are. Interested in what they're oh, doing. There's nothing like it. There's just nothing like it. So we see this as a movement, and we hope that you guys are part of that movement because it's a powerful, powerful thing. And what we're going to do today, by golly, Linda, the second half of this show, we're going to talk about Grandparents Week. Are you aware that there is a thing? That's a thing. Grandparents Week. I know some of you are maybe invited to Grandparents Day at school when your kids were at school and you could go if you could. We were always too far away from our kids to go. But now it's really expanded. It is Grandparents Week. And First Grandparents week, week, well, it starts on the, uh, it starts on the 10th of September and goes until the 16th. And here's the great news. There is an organization that we've become really excited about, and it's called the Grandparents Academy. And that's what the website is. Check it out, grandparentsacademy.com. It's a beautiful thing. And they are not just holding a little conference on a one day on Grandparents Day. They're running a week-long conference with speakers from around the world who are really experts on not just grandparenting, but three-generation families, communication, parenting adult children, the relationship between adult children and their parents and their children, all those beautiful things that we all know are the most important thing in our lives. And, oh, go ahead, honey. I was going to say, I think they're including some celebrities that you may know because, you know, celebrities are grandparents too now. <laughs> and it is really, I mean, people that you would, names you would recognize, it really, he, the, the organizer of this, Aaron Larson, is amazing. He has collected the most brilliant group of, of grandparents who can really help and inspire not only parents, but grandparents. If you're a parent, tell your grandparents, your parents, to get going on this because it really is exciting. Now, a lot of you know we've been holding something called Grandparenting 101 um, online, an online course, and over a thousand, many of you were involved in that, a thousand participants. But here's the thing we've kind of turned this over to this Aaron Larson. We have not turned it over. We've sort of folded what we're doing into what he's doing. He's a relatively young guy. I mean, in the sense that he's not a grandparent yet, but he's devoted his life and career to putting together this grandparents academy and, and being the, the guy who can run it and bring in the best speakers and so on. And here's the great thing, Linda, talk about celebrities Guess who the keynote speaker is? The, the one who kicks it off, the one who starts the whole grandparenting week. It's a celebrity named Linda Iyer. No. Oh, it's no, no. you. I'm like, no, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I don't know. We, we are, no one told me who we, that was. We are the keynote speakers. I don't know why. I mean, they've got probably better people you than we are. You should now. They hear enough from us. Oh, yeah. Well, no, they haven't heard what we're going to do on that because... Here's what we're going to do during Grandparents Week. We're going to do this keynote interview to kick off the week on on the on the tenth uh, of September, and then we're going to do a little series of mini classes through the rest of the week. 
one on financial support of grandkids, one on communication with grandkids. We're going to do four little mini classes so you can hear from us all week and from these other speakers. And here's the drum roll. It's free. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know how he's doing this, but we will. We're going to take a break right now. We'll come back. And Should we tell them the website and then take the break? Whatever. Grandparentsacademy.com. You can sign up there for free and have access to all these sessions for the entire week. So hang on because we're going to take a little break and then we're going to have a short ending to this. It is going to be fun. And tell you even more about it. Be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back talking about grandparenting, but in a mega way. This is still going to be so exciting. It's the first time it's ever been done. It's Grandparenting Week with Aaron Larson, who is found the most fabulous resources Yep, and we're going to give you a little review because we, as you can tell, we're excited about this. There's 24 speakers. That's an incredible roster of sort of world-class leaders in this grandparenting movement that we're talking about. And, and again, we, as we said, we're, we're pretty honored to be the keynote speakers. We're starting it off on the 10th of September, and our the name of our keynote is The State of Modern Grandparenting. And it really is a great combination of, of young people who really know how to teach us grandparents how to deal with our grandchildren with screen time. Arlene Pelican is fabulous. We have done some other things with her. She's so great. Her title is What to Do About Screen Time. Engaging. And another person that we love is Derry is Carrie Byrne. She also is not a grandparent, but she is so dedicated to helping us be long-distant grandparents. Grandparenting from a distance, it's and called. Boy, you know, she. we realized that more than half of our thousand people that we've had on Grandparenting 101, more than half have children living more than 500 miles away. A lot more than half. I mean, that's just the way it is right now. Your grandchildren don't just always live down the street. And, and our good friend Aaron Larson, who's running the whole show, is going to give a presentation called Cultivating Values with Grandchildren. That's a subject dear to our heart, as you would guess. And Dr. Marsha McLean. We have we don't know her, but she's talking about early grandchild development for grand families. I think that, that awesome. is terrific. And Dee Dee Moore also we do really know Dee Dee. concentrates on these young grandparents who are just starting with little ones. It goes through the whole spectrum. I mean, we have ages two to twenty six. Twenty six. Um, but there are a lot who have these young babies that are just starting as grandparents, and so she just really hones in on that and to illustrate that you parents listening to ours on the road today may want to tune into this along with your parents the grandparents dr sue 
Kornbluth is talking about navigating family conflict and alienation. Ooh, and that is a she's going to have a big audience. That for is that one. really scary because there are so many families who find that they can't talk to their children anymore. Or their children aren't talking to each other, and uh, that is really sad. But she has some fabulous ideas. Hey, and Linda, what about Stefano Solorio? Who's how, how about his title? AI for grandparents. Whoa, that is, I thought they said Al. <laughs> I wondered who Al was. Um, AI for grandparents. That is great. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Is he suggesting that since we don't have any authentic intelligence, we're going to need artificial intelligence? No, of course not. Um, what about, uh, oh, we love Diana Shos and Jerry Watskowski. Jerry is 94, I think. He's a marvelous guy. He's going to share some perspective from another generation. And Deanna's much younger. They're kind of, they partner in, in uh, connecting with teenage grandkids. Yeah. That's their subject. Deanna is really terrific. And they're quite a team. They're so fun together. And we know Greg Payne. He's a, he has a, a podcast called the Cool Grandpa Podcast. We really like Greg. And he's talking, his title, Turbocharge Your Grandpa. Parenting. Grandfathering. Oh, your grandfathering. Turbocharge your grandfathering. Uh, Donna Davis, we love because her site is Gaga, the Gaga sisterhood. Because, you know, grandparents are just Gaga over their grandchildren. I love that name. But as a, she has a session every month with grandmothers mostly. And listen to her title, Linda. And communicating efficiently and effectively with parents. Yeah, that is. That's the key to everything because what they discovered is after the gaga there are some problems <laughs> right they have to the gaga oh i'm a grandparent it's gaga time and then oh my oh, gosh, gosh. Sorry. there's a lot yeah the kids are leaving uh, they think i'm the built-in babysitter on and on right right um there's a woman that we are not familiar with anarchy lammers um she's the founder of peekabond her subject topic is the science behind virtual play. A lot, a lot of us, when we live distance from, we mentioned on the show before that we we surveyed the thousand people who were in our grandparenting one hundred and one, and and uh, over sixty five percent had a grandchild living at least five hundred miles away. So a lot of this, a lot of this conference will be on how to stay yeah. close to kids, even though they live distantly. That. Carrie Byrne is the master. She sends us a, a comment every week or two every about week, yeah. how you can be, because all of our, many of our children are grand, grandchildren are far, far away. You know, I'm curious about Mike and Emily Morgan. Their, their presentation is called Overcoming Grand Comparison. I'm thinking uh-huh. that's about the other grandparents. Yeah. Those other people who think they should have equal time with you. Right. In fact, we, we have, um, given them a new name co-grandparents co-grandparents we want to team up with those as soon as we call each other co-grandparents then it became less um comparisonized you know because they those grandchildren are both of our grandchildren uh but they are terrific that'll be great 
So we could we could go on and on, but we're we're about out of time, Linda. Let's go back and just kind of summarize why we're so enthused about Grandparents Week. For one thing, it's a movement. It's happening all over this country. This is this kind of conference is really a response to the fact that people are far more interested in communicating better with their adult children in being more involved with their grandkids. Parents are more interested than in, than ever in terms of how can I have my parents help me with my kids without conflict, without too much advice, without criticism? How can we work together as a team? Grandchildren, although they're not often, their voice is not heard often enough, want desperately to have not only parents who help them, but grandparents who support and help and encourage them. So it's just a beautiful thing. It really is. We really do appreciate Grand Magazine. Wow. Christine, who is the um, not only the promoter, but the creator of Grand Christine Magazine. Crosby has she become has such a good friend. Magnificent, uh, not only grandchildren, but uh, connections to so many people. They do a celebrity every, uh, I think, bi-monthly right and they really do she does a fabulous job yeah three times we a year we've so, been writing an article for christine and grand magazine you can find it online just grandmagazine.com it's beautiful so anyway linda you're the keynote speaker so <laughs> you're you're the one kicking it off along with your little husband and so we again let's just review just go to just take a look. Take a look at the site. I'll bet you will be sucked in whether you are a parent or a grandparent. It's just called grandparentsacademy.com. Right on the website front page, you'll see a click to register. You register for free. You'll see the lineup of 24 speakers. Uh, you gotta hurry though, because it starts on the 10th of september it starts in less than a week well it was a little more than a week depending on well, when, when you're we're recording this, yeah. yeah but by but, the time you hear it right so we do really suggest that you tune into that if you want to make your grandparenting experience something that is not just a matter of what are my grandparents going what stuff are they going to leave me it's what are you going to leave your children as your legacy in their lives? I think that makes all the difference because they need your love. They need your support, but they need to know you and, and feel you after you leave. Let me end with this and give you the last word, honey. Um, We've been reading a lot of Arthur Brooks lately. He's a Harvard guy that writes on aging and on extending life and a lot of really good things. And he has, a lot of survey data and i just want to share one conclusion that he comes to and this is not just his subjective conclusion this is what the data shows that people in their midlife in their 40s and 50s there's a there's a dip in happiness level and it shows on public opinion polls that's when you kind of bottom out a little bit and then as you move into your 60s and into your 70s the data shows that the people who are aging in, the, in those age categories really separate into two large groups, those who are becoming even more unhappy as they get older, and their happiness level, they report, is declining. It's on the, it's on the slope downward. 
and another equally big group who seem to get happier as they move into their 60s and 70s. And in his search and in our search for what makes the difference, whether as you age, you go up or down in your general well-being and happiness. And the conclusion is it's those who are spending time with their grandchildren. That's the ones that are getting happier as they get older. So thank you for joining us today. We really do suggest you go to the website and give it a try because it is really enriching. We are going to be there. No, I don't mean speaking, but I mean, we're going to be there listening to these grandparents because we need ideas along with everybody else. So we hope you'll join us and we'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. And until then, grandparentsacademy.com. We'll put that in the show notes too. And we hope to see you there. Bye-bye.